Next on BYU Sports Nation, the new look BYU offense. But is it all that new? BYU Football All Access with Michael Elisa returns. How does Bronco, how Bronco defined the team goals for the rest of 2014? Plus, the latest injury update. Who will suit up for BYU that didn't last game? If anybody. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation back on your radio, television, and other media machines presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Thursday, October 16th, I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with a big fan of the Octonauts, Jerem Jordan. I am a big fan of the Octonauts. If you have a little kid, <laughs> you know what the Octonauts are. The rest of you are like, what in the heck are the Octonauts? Do the song. Who in the... Creature report. <laughs> Creature report. Creature report. Yeah, every, yeah. right there it's like our lawyer's like, hey, Disney Junior songs, man, come on. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. You can join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN with today's Twitter question. What do you expect to see out of the BYU offense on Saturday? Use the hashtag BYUSN. First tweet, at Billy Wonka. Uh, related to Willie in some way. Grit and ex- execution. Sunday school answers get the job done. So prayer, scripture study, fasting, <laughs> t- and attend the temple. Grit and execution are two of Bronco Mendenhall's favorite words. Yes, and I, I realize there's a, um interesting connotation as- associated with grit because it was like the Riley Nelson adjective, right? Listen, you ne- BYU needs those things. They need those principles in this program to be successful. You may be annoyed at those ones. Use an alternate, whatever. BYU's got to do it, especially with all these injuries. You need to have those two things. Somebody called me out on Twitter after last Thursday's game for using the word grit to describe the play of Christian Stewart. Oh, no! You used the word <laughs> grit. I, I believe, hate grits I growing up. I the hashtag was Fire Spencer. <laughs> And I was like, what in the heck? Yeah. If you yeah. treated that the same way you did your dating life, good luck getting married. <laughs> BYU Sports Station simulcast and beautiful radio vision on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. You know what happens next. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. Offensive forecast. Our BYU Sports Nation radar of conjecture. Calling for 50% chance of pass, 50% chance of run. Oh. And that tells us what? Well, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> we aren't exactly sure what BYU's offense will do for sure against Nevada. But before we get into the nitty gritty of our BYUSN, there you forecast, go again with grit. We must first relay the following information Bronco Mendenhall said as of Wednesday, he expects to play with the same BYU team he had against UCF. For the Nevada game. Wow. A lot of injured dudes. A lot of guys were out for that game. And Jordan Johnson and Craig Bills got hurt in that game. So translation, BYU preparing to play against Nevada without Craig Bills. Of course, no Jordan Johnson. No Jamal Williams. No Alani Fua. No Dallin Levin. No Braden Kersley. Stop! And of course, no Taysom Hill. That list is way too long. And Brock Stringham. That list is way too long. Maybe Taron Houck will play. That's, a, that's, that's some good news. Hey, thanks for, <laughs> thanks for bearing the lead, Woo! man. Someone might play. Yay. <laughs> so there are still a ton of injuries. Oh, and it's Thursday. Yeah, I mean, you still have, what, two and a half days until the game? So hopefully a couple of these guys could actually play in yeah, the game. It is late Saturday, so I guess that's a good thing about having a late start. It's like another day to yeah. rest up. 821 kick. 
Mountain time. Woo! BYU, I got to get a nap in Saturday. Yeah, you do. BYU found get success grouchy. on the ground against UCF with the big bruisers. Algie Brown. <laughs> yeah, Paul Lasique. Exactly. That got you thinking, Jerem. Why go away from that? But then you asked Mitch Matthews about that yesterday, and, well. He, he said no, <laughs> and here's why. <laughs> he gave us we this. Don't, we're not going to change the game plan at all because um, we have faith in Christian, and that's what I was getting at is we're not going to mm-hmm. change our game plan and change everything up just for one guy because Christian can do you know, a lot of the things that Taysom did. He can throw the ball. He can uh, make plays with his legs, and he can do everything else. And so we trust him, and we're going to have the same game plan, and Christian's going to step up, and we're all going to step up and make things happen uh, just the way we've been doing it for the, those first four games. Mitch Matthews on BYU Sports Nation yesterday after practice. Now, that, Okay, that was surprising to me. I thought the BYU had discovered something. You have a backup quarterback who struggled against Utah State, tough position. Make it easy on him. Use those bruising running backs, the good players, the strength of your offense. Use those guys. And for Mitch to say, no, I'm, I was a little surprised. Because it, it, to me, if you go, okay, we're going to rely on Christian Stewart to win the game for us through his arm or we're going to rely on our running backs, I think the answer is easy. I think you, and I'm not saying 100% just run the rock. I'm saying make the emphasis of the offense, the strength, the thing you know will be better. You drew the comparison to 2010. Yes. BYU had a similar situation to this. Jay Keeps. Struggled. BYU's 1-4. They fire Jaime Hill. What are they going to do? Against San Diego State, they're like, just hand off to D. Luigi and Korea, baby. And BYU won a string of games, got back yeah. to uh, bowl game status, salvaged the season. There was hope. There was, hey, we got a lot better. We got to see that for BYU going into 2015. Certainly there's something to that argument. But is there something to the Mitch Matthews argument that, hey, we're going to chuck the ball all over the field? Because okay, guess I- what? Nevada's pass defense? No. Bueno. That's exactly right. Which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. 307. Spencer's SAT score and the amount of passing yards per game that Nevada gives up. That's 122nd out of 125 FBS teams. In other words, there are only three teams worse than Nevada at pass defense. This is the perfect week for Christian Stewart and for Mitch Matthews to tell me no about that question. <laughs> okay. Well, certainly they're going to run the ball. BYU is still a running team. And Okay, Jamal Williams needs to play in this game. But, but they, they're preparing that he's not. He, he might not. Okay, that, that worries me because last year, Jamal Williams won the game for BYU. Do you remember what Jamal did last year? 219 yards, tied for the fifth most in BYU history. 188 in the second half, including a 66-yarder very early in the second half that changed the momentum of the game for BYU. And BYU got away with a five-point win. So no Jamal. Against a worse Nevada. Against a defense that Ryan Radke, the play-by-play one-man Wolfpack, said was a train wreck. He said they're improved this year. And they're 122nd in pass defense. They're giving up 450-plus per game. Yeah, which is 103 out of 125. So the the Nevada defense is not not good. But so would, I I mean, how many people uh, facing Washington State, Arizona, Boise State, Colorado State would have good defensive numbers? I mean, those are some good teams. Washington State's not a great team, actually, but their offense is excellent. They throw the ball all over the place. And they only scored 13 in Reno. 
Washington State set a new passing record with their quarterback and lost. Connor Holiday, Holiday like yeah, had like eighteen thousand yards in one game or something. <laughs> no, it's okay. seven eighty four or something. Like so that. there is something to that that they've played against some explosive offenses that throw the ball a ton, but still four hundred fifty plus per game. I don't care. If Christian Stewart, warm that right arm up, man. Get in the bullpen with Mike Littlewood and ba- like whatever you need to do, and get ready to chuck. But I, I don't want that to be the full game plan. I want BYU to rely on their good running backs. Blaine Fowler, that's my quarterback. Join BYUSN <laughs> on Tuesday. Thanks, Tio. And in a very matter-of-fact way, said BYU has to do the following on offense if they want to be successful against Nevada. I think BYU pounds the rock. I think they play action pass. I think there's big plays to be had over the top against Nevada. And I think BYU's offense can do a lot to help this defense out against a multifaceted pistol offense. How do you avoid a third straight loss? Big chunk plays. Explosive plays is 20 plus. That's a technical term now with the NCAA. So in a way, you might be able to get everything that you want if they do what Blaine is calling for the Cougars to do, and that is pound the rock. But uh, that's not what Mitch said. That's, that's, yeah. why, that's where you see the differences. Yes, yes, play action pass with, with Christian Stewart. Then, you're not, then you have guys open because of the run. I, I think it starts with the run. BYU, we will see. 50% chance of pass, 50% chance of run. It, I think it's a 100% chance of both. According to our forecast. BYU's What's the barometric offense, pressure? Without a new, with, sorry, with a new number of personnel. Don't go barometer on me. I don't even know what that New means. number of personnel. They're working to find an identity. Robert and I, off, or the offensive coordinator, had this to say about the dynamic of the offense. Well, it's clear we're a rhythm offense. And when we're in rhythm, it's very explosive. You know, it's downfield and it's it's threatening, scoring-wise. When we're not in good rhythm, then we too many not in rhythm things, and not too many three and outs. And, and I do believe, from an offensive standpoint, from here forward, uh, probably simpler is better. When was the BYU offense in rhythm against UCF? When did you feel like they were in rhythm? Third quarter when they were running the ball, they effectively. Were running the he, ball. Uh, yeah, simpler is better. You know what's simple? Running the ball. Compared to passing, how it's much just, will they do that to set up the pass? It's just a complicated. It's just a compli- more complicated process to pass the ball. I, I'm hearing two different things there. I'm hearing Mitch Matthews say no to us, and I'm hearing Robert and I saying simple is better. Have they simplified to me, that's two different things. the current offense though? I mean, because guess what? They were in the same offense against UCF, right? Yes, and they here, just called more running plays. And here's what happened, by the way. A lot, of, a lot of BYU fans are like, "Well, hey." Dr. Bob, why didn't you run the ball more in the fourth? UCF stacked the box, and so BYU did play action pass out of that, but they didn't execute. They didn't execute uh, simple throws. I remember a third down to Colby Pearson that wasn't executed. BYU doesn't get the first down, and then BYU doesn't get in position to add points, uh, and they give the ball back to, gave the ball back to UCF. BYU is going to have to be able to give themselves third and shorts and execute. Do you think that BYU's coaches understand that when you put eight yes, or nine in yes, the box yes, well yes. enough— that you can play action pass and that's the right call. Yeah, that's the right call. They're not perfect play callers, but I trust that Dr. Bob knows more than you and I do about <laughs> BYU's offense. While I the promise offense, you that. While the offense has their particular issues to work out, the defense can help out a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Why was BYU in the game at UCF? BYU's defense. defense. Uh, uh, two turnovers in the third quarter help that 21 nothing run where BYU has a short field. They have a 25-yard uh, drive and a 14-yard drive. 
That's the, the key to BYU's offense, the BYU defense and special teams. How about a good punt, a kick return, uh, field position, turnovers? All these things can help the offense, yeah. which to me, I, Monday, I, I thought the defense would have to win the game for BYU. I've changed my mind. It's the offense. BYU's defense can't score 24, but they can certainly put the offense in a great position to score 24 like they did against UCF. That third quarter. Turnovers create momentum. Field position battle, something that Bronco Mendenhall has stressed from the very get-go when he took over in 2005. What do you expect to see out of the BYU offense on Saturday? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Ryan Lewis Cooper. Hope to see 8 to 10 deep passes. That's a lot. Qualifies at his 30-plus yards. Attempted with at least half completed. Half's a high percentage for them. Expect to see lots of power running. Okay, so power running and the deep ball. Yeah, I'd go a third. uh, Yeah, half a great goal. A third is probably realist. At Jay Butler Y-Fan. I want to see consistency and use of all the weapons on the field. Maximum four punts. You can, a, I mean, you can, uh, you can still win games where you punt more than four times. But, yeah, consistency and use different weapons, absolutely. Did you know that Devon Blackman's caught three passes in six games? Like, what the heck? We talked in the spring about that guy might be a big Nick Kurtz. They've combined for three catches. Kurtz redshirting, obviously. We thought we'd get more out of those guys. Isn't that an interesting dynamic? Jordan Leslie is what we thought he would be. Yes. He's we exactly thought, what I uh, thought. I think I thought we'd see more explosive plays out of him, like down the field. An ankle injury doesn't help with that. At MM3RIT, I expect BYU to air the ball to Matthews. They did in the red zone. Unfortunately, got intercepted. Hopefully, their offensive line can protect Stewart. I think they did a good enough job. You, you, know, you know what's great about this year? We haven't noticed the offensive line very much. And that's without Brock Stringham out it. for the season. Yeah. And Riker Matthews. Sorry, uh, Braden Kersley, who is hobbled with he an ankle injury. came back up, and then yeah. Michael Yeck started every game last year. He hasn't started any games because he got hurt. In fall camp, broke a toe. Also trending in BYU Sports Nation, the Kansas City Royals and that? former BYU pitcher Jeremy Guthrie headed to the World Series for the first time in 29 years. Congrats to Jay Guts. That's, uh, how about Kansas City? That's amazing. The Kansas City Royals are in the World Series. Still have a baseball team. That's amazing. <laughs> Let alone got to the World Series. Wow. Devin Mahina, BYU football tight end, had a breakout game at UCF. Two touchdown catches. The CFPA National Tight End of the Week. That's Fan- what two touchdowns will do for you. Yeah, them. fantastic. And number three in also trending, USA Today basketball preseason coaches poll. BYU is r- nope. ranked number one. No, no what? love for BYU. Gonzaga, however, ranked 13th. Mm. San Diego State 17th. Guess who's on BYU's schedule this year? Both of those teams. Bring it on. Aztecs at the Maui Invitational. What was it like inside the locker room when Taysom Hill was injured against Utah State? Michael Elisa was there, saw it firsthand. He'll join us next with BYU Football All Access on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. West Jordan and Clinton, Utah represent. What up? Follow the show on Twitter. BYU. At BYU Sports Nation. Hey, Boom Shakalaka is tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern time, live in the Smith Fieldhouse. Dunk contest, three-point shootout, skills competition. Don't miss it. We're going to host that. We're very excited about that. Live on BYU TV at 9 Eastern time. It's Boom Shakalaka as well as watch ESPN. Yeah, link already up for both of those on BYUtv.org.
and on WatchESPN.com. Unfortunately, though, the screenshot that I sent out yesterday said Big 12 Media Day as, like, the next video, and then it had the schedule. So people were like, ha, 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 Big 12, oh, my gosh, oh, we're getting the invite. No. Do you want to be in the Big 12? Oh, that's a summer question. Right now I'm like, <laughs> WCC is going to be hard enough to beat Gonzaga. Let's do that. Hashtag Big 10 on the phone? Big 10. Big Ten. Yeah, nope, nope, we'll go there another day. Do, like, if if you're like the Sun Belt or Conference USA, do you even bother? You're just like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask the hot chick on a date. Hold on, uh, <laughs> BYU. Do you want to be in the conference? No. Okay, just call, hey, call me. You, you even left try several messages. Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey the, uh, Tom, how's it going? Or uh, you're the angry girlfriend who posts a bunch of mean things on social media about that's the Mountain West. Mountain West. That's the most. <laughs> yep, yep. Twitter question today. What do you expect to see out of the BYU offense on Saturday at Levi Loves Emily? Oh, that's very nice. Oh. I expect to see Nevada defensive backs on their back, but I don't expect 35 plus. Hashtag inconsistent. I, I don't know what to expect from the game. I feel like BYU needs to score 30 plus to win, and that's a lot. BYU right now is a 10 point favorite. Too much? Too little? I don't know. With so Ten, many injuries? Way too much. I feel like it's going to be a close game. <sighs> yeah. I mean, how, how can you not think after everything that has happened? What are, what are people thinking in Las Vegas? Hashtag betting is wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, what, uh, who's, yeah, who's deciding that? The line <laughs> opened up at 11 and a half. What in the world? What does BYU football think about the game against Nevada? And how have the last two weeks been? Can you imagine the feeling in the locker room the moment Taysom Hill went down? There was one man that was there with a concussion, Michael Elisa. He joins us for his weekly segment, BYU Sports Nation, all access with BYU football. We spoke to him, and uh, you're not going to want to miss this interview. It goes now. Michael Elisa, first things first. We missed you. It's good to have you back. It's good to be back. I missed you guys, too. I missed your musk, to quote Anchorman. I miss your guys' energy. I love it. I already feel better just being around you guys. Number two, apparently you have the secret to getting out of a ticket. I would like to know about this. (laughs) We heard some things. What it has to do with baked goods. Well, okay, first of all, (laughs) if anyone out there knows how to fix a license plate, I need help because I've had my license plate off for, you know, Quite some time as to, you know, to the point where I've gotten enough pullovers that I'm pretty comfortable talking to cops now. <laughs> wow. How many times? What's wrong with your license plate? I don't know if I'm able to say this because I, this probably won't let me get out of the next one if well, I do get pulled over more again. More or less than one hand. More. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Have you thought probably about, more than two hands. Have you thought about, oh, wow, so 10 points. Have you thought about Googling or YouTubing uh, this? Because there's a wealth of knowledge on the internet. You're right. I need to just YouTube it. Because uh, so I had, I had a rusty screw, so my plate started hanging to one side. So I just undid the other screw and just put the plate in my back window. So I get pulled over all the time. <laughs> and then they, and then the cop will walk up and be like, "Oh, I saw your plate in the back window. Registration checks out. You're fine." Wait, Carry wait. It, it, after the first time, wouldn't you be like, "Oh, I need to fix it"? <laughs> well, I'm like, "Yeah, I'll get around to it." And then I just like, <laughs> I got football I forget, practice. Yeah, man. I got practice. I got school. So what? What? I heard cinnamon rolls or something. What? Nick, Elisa? What? what yeah, yeah. So so I, I just got pulled over in Salt Lake on Sunday evening and. Uh, the cop walks up and rolls down the window. I'm like, good evening, officer. You know, because, I, because I'm so used to it. Good evening, officer. I, I have, like, my calm voice. I keep my hands on the wheel. Like, I already have my license, like, ready with my registration. You have, like, bedside manner with cops. <laughs> no, yeah. Like, you already know. What I'm so uh, so good with it. But uh, he walks up and says, hey, aren't you uh, Nicolisa? And I was like, 
Mike Lalisa, but it's okay, you know. <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, it's like, Mike. <laughs> like the least famous famous guy, but uh, um, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, Mike, Mike Lalisa, Mike Lalisa, and so he takes my stuff and comes back. He's like, you're good, you're good to go, and uh, just as a will, you know, good gesture of goodwill, I offer him a a, a cinnamon roll. <laughs> That's awesome. He that's, declined, though. Dude, that's such huh? a BYU Sunday thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Sir, would you like a cinnamon roll? Cinnamon roll. Just baked? Uh, how about one for your wife as well? Yeah. <laughs> do you have any kids? I got more. <laughs> Talking about how to get out of a ticket or yeah, uh, fix a ticket. Hey, uh, hey Michael, uh, we Michael appreciate the said. time. Thanks a lot, man. Yeah, yeah. been good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let, oh, let's talk football now. Yeah, yes, yeah. let's do that. Game week, Nevada coming up. I mean, we, wa- we want to know what, what is it really like inside the locker room right now? What's the mentality after just an adversity-stricken mm-hmm. two weeks. Mm-hmm. It's been a tough two weeks. And uh, the injuries, the pain, the uh, fatigue, everything is multiplied after a loss. So it takes even more toughness to overcome that. And practice has been going well. I feel like the guys have been encouraged by, by the effort that we showed in, in the UCF game. But missing missing a lot of our brothers due to injuries that's that's definitely taking a toll and and uh we 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 miss them there's no better way to say it it's hard not having them around um more reps are going to the younger guys but also means these guys are getting a little more tired because there's not a lot of guys to to share the reps and practice depth is being tested right exactly right I want to go back before we go forward for just a moment. Uh, you got a concussion against Utah State. So you're in the locker room. Taysom Hill uh, comes in. Uh, when, when did you and the team kind of realize, okay, this happened and this is what it means? Well, I, I was probably one of the first people to know the extent of the injury just because I was in there with the doctors and with Taysom. Um, I even saw his parents run in and, and it sent flashbacks of when I broke my arm and, mm. and my mom ran in and, and I was, I was trying to keep tough, and I see my mom running in, bawling, and kind of maybe. Oh, it's be, over. Yeah, no I got one a little can emotional. That. Nobody, yeah, I don't care how manly you are. You see your mom crying, you're gonna cry. Um, but that that was pretty sad. Seeing seeing his parents run in, and and uh, I think the whole team, we all knew exactly what that meant. We knew what that meant for for us and for our season. We would need to now pull even harder, you know, and lift. Where we stand to use an Uchtdorf quote. Nice, nice. Yeah, I wanted to slide that in there, but we would all need to just try a little harder now because we're, we're missing our our stud quarterback, Hazeman. Gu- are you guys over that and, and the two losses, or does that play into what's going on now? I think we we have recouped since Taysom's since the loss of Taysom to our team, but uh, with the two losses, I still don't think we're over that. I think we are even more hungry. We're not starved, but we're hungry extremely hungry and we need to have a good game against Nevada. Um, that's the only way really to, to, you know, get our morale back up in the locker room because it has been tested over the past two weeks. What is motivating you right now? Because there's these crazy, you know, expectations set up after you beat Texas 41 to seven, like, wow, this team can go undefeated. New Year's six bowl game is now in the talks and college football playoff is being referenced as like this slim possibility. It's like, Whoa, okay. Well, now that you have two losses, what, what are the team goals and objectives? What motivates mm-hmm. you? Yeah, so earlier the, the, the objective was, was way out here, right? We're thinking undefeated season, potential BCS buster, um, that all, you know, very, very sobering loss against Utah State, and that got honed in. And then we're, th- we're still thinking, okay, well, we can still win out the rest of our games. And I think, you know, maybe we shouldn't have been thinking so far down the line, 
But I, I do feel encouraged by our performance against UCF. It was an emotional game. I find a lot of uh, motivation going forward from that game because we had young guys step up, play hard. Even the coaches were, were emotional during that game. Um, just seeing guys pull together after losing you know, so many of uh, you know, half our team, basically, yeah. was out in that game. So we had young guys come in and, and step up big time. Um, now the, the problem is don't, we, we can't look too far past the, past the mark. We had a meeting two days ago. Coach Manhall wrote on the board. He said, okay, uh, right now we're four and two. Let's be real. We're four and two. We could be five and two after this win or six and two, seven and two, eight and two, all the way up to 11 and two if we, we finish the season winning out. He said, where do you guys want to be? And the whole team, you know, we all kind of mumble, murmur, 11 and two, coach. <laughs> and he says, well, that's not realistic. And we're all like, what? And he says, 10 and two isn't realistic. Neither is nine and two. Huh? And he's crossing all, he's going right down the line and he stops at five and two. He said, this is a real goal. This is realistic. Nevada, nothing else matters. Mm. Focus on Nevada. And the way you beat Nevada is by focusing on today. So win today, beat Nevada today. I'm ready to go right now. I know. I'm yeah. fired Let's up. Play. Yeah. Let's play the okay. game. Okay, now you said we need to have a good game. Do you need to beat Nevada? To salvage, you know, okay, you've lost twice. You, you need to win, right? I need, you need it. Need to win. I, I need it. Nevada. Yeah, yeah. Real talk. I need it. We need it. We need to beat Nevada, and we need to do just a great job at coming together and carry on from what we what we gained from UCF. I felt like Christian Stewart made leaps and bounds in that game. I was so proud of that guy. Like, I was I was getting emotional just watching him perform out there. Yeah, he's no Taysom Hill, but he is Christian Stewart, and he's a great quarterback. And uh, I, I think um, moving on, I think his confidence is going to continue to increase and he's continuing to make great, great decisions and great plays. The buzzword this year, at least over the past two weeks, has been injuries. Okay, we've talked about overcoming doubts and, and the pain of losing your brothers and stuff like that. But when, when you look at beating, beating the doubts, what do you really have to do? What, what, how do you beat the doubts that come from losing players like Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams? And How do you do it? There, there's no way that, that we can change that. So focus on the things that, that you can affect. Focus on your personal performance and don't worry about what's already in the past and what you have no control over, injuries. Sorry, nothing we can do about that. It you, happened. Deal with it. We, have, we still have a game to focus on. We still have Nevada to play against. And that's all that's in our mind right now. And that's why I was encouraged against UCF because despite all those injuries, you guys were competitive in the game. Up 24-10, you know, you can look back, oh, should have won the game. Whatever, it's over. But there were some young guys that stepped in that made good plays. How about Kainakua at safety? How about Taki Taki with two sacks? Fred Warner. How encouraged was the team that some of those guys stepped in for those injured guys and played well? Big time. When you have depth, I think that, that's a mark of a good team. When you have guys who can come in off the bench – and play well, and make, not only to play well, but, sorry, make big plays. Sione's uh, sack for, he had, like, the, the triple crown. He had a sack, yes, he did. fumble, and fumble recovery. Big time. What a play. And what that did for us going into the halftime, it kept them from scoring. Holy cow, that so, was So that, that, that kept shit. us, yeah, that kept us, you know, fired up going into the halftime and coming out in the second half. We were, all, we were still fired up and led to our, our uh, lead going into the third quarter and fourth quarter. Okay, so you, you started that game coming off of a, a concussion, and, and we want to know a little bit about uh, the protocols that go into that. So you go out super early in the Utah State game, which is why you were in the locker room when Taysom came in and Dallin and Alani and the horde of injuries during that game. 
What are the protocols for you to get back and get cleared to play against UCF? There's a concussion clock, and they start the clock running once they feel that you are coherent. And I had my clock running by the end of the game. I was already with it. I remembered how I got there once again. And, and uh, once they start the clock, they have you do some simple exercises the next day, see how your head is feeling, see if you're feeling nauseous or dizzy. The next day, even more so, you start lifting weights, and you can run around even more. Um, and then on the f- uh, third or fourth day, you take a, con- a concussion test. And that's the same concussion test that you took your freshman year when you first came to BYU, or if you're a transfer okay. that year. You so for you, 2001. For no, me, I'm just yeah. Oh wait, 2000. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So 2008, when I came in as a, as a true freshman, uh, I took this test, and it, I, I don't know if I tried super hard because I I remember thinking, well, <laughs> if I ever do get a concussion. The right, the way to play is to compare that test against this test. So maybe so I should be really bad at the first <laughs> test. Is that yeah, yeah. Idea? So if you want to play, do poorly the first time you take the test. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke. That's <laughs> so bad. But uh, oh. I, I took the test um, on Wednesday. No, sorry, Tuesday. So two days before we fly out, aced it. I, I even did better than I did my freshman year. Maybe that's BYU education for you. Yeah, you better gotta, better memorization. Brian techniques. Logan would say you got educated. Educated yeah. here at Brigham Young. Um, so after that happened, they kept an eye on me um, in Florida. And then, you know, going into the game, I was like, Doc, you sure I'm okay? He's like, just see how you feel. You're out there, first hit, come to the sideline, tell me how you feel. I made that first tackle on opening kickoff, came to the sideline, smiling. Totally yeah, coherent. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, yeah, ready to go. Michael, Alisa with us. This is part of BYU Football All Access on BYU Sports Nation. Do you know where you are, where you are now? I'm in heaven right now. Oh. This, is, this, is, this is nowhere else I'd rather be with well, you guys. I'm sorry this is not heaven. Oh, We're going to have to do not the test crap. again. Oh, no. Brigham Young is not. Oh, oh, oh no. the campus? Yes. Yes, that's, yes, that's yes. what I meant. Yes. That's your referencing BYU Sports Nation, Michael. Yeah. Well. What a letdown. That's, no. the, that's the celestial <laughs> kingdom. Nice. <laughs> Only at BYU TV could you drop that. Yes. Okay, we want to know uh, also about your role with, with Alani Fua being questionable for the game. We know he didn't play against UCF. Did you get more reps because of that, or was that solely Sione Takitaki and Fred Warner? Or how, did, how, did, how does your role change behind Bronson in that? In the UCF game, it was a little different just because I hadn't been practicing most of the week because they were still keeping an eye on my, my concussion. Yeah. Um, but I did get more reps at Sam, which I haven't been playing all season. Last time I played Sam in a game was the uh, UConn game. Um, and then f- after that, Fred took over as Alani's backup, and I was mm. more at the, at the will position. And we have that face mask. And you have the, the broken face mask from that yeah, game. Yeah. yeah, very proud of that, by the way. <laughs> so are we. We I love like it. this. I love it. Uh, which, by the way, I'm surprised I didn't get a concussion from that hit because that was a pretty <laughs> yeah, big yeah, hit. Wait a yeah. I bet your face mask. Great point. <laughs> bet that face mask out of shape. Uh, but going into this game, I'll, I'll be playing a lot more Sam. Be, mm. uh, di- I mean, di- depending on how Alani is. If, if he plays, then you know, maybe I'll be more at will and, and a little bit at Sam. But we'll just see where he's at. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. I mean, that's this is why you preach depth in fall camp, and mm-hmm. certainly, I mean, I didn't think anybody thought it would be this tested. And, yeah, and, no way. And uh, riddle me this: Cody Fujardo, an actual. We talk about dual threats. This guy is actual dual threat. Dual threat. The guy can play. How do you defend him? He looks like Taysom. I, I watching his film. I cannot believe how fast he is. Uh, you can't even really watch his film from last year because he kind of had a bum knee. Yeah, he was. He was still very fast last year, but he was nowhere near the player that he is this year. This year, he gets the edge on guys like no other, and uh, meaning he, he he breaks contain. And 
um, what we're doing in practice is just making sure that, that we, you know, be assignment sound and, and keep the line of scrimmage. And if you're an outside backer, that means keeping your hips square to the line of scrimmage and, and shuffling down, keeping them inside. They've got some good receivers, too. I've been impressed with uh, Henderson and uh, Richardson and Turner and uh, Gibson, I think they're tight yeah. end. Yeah, sure-handed, that, that big, big guy, yeah. really yeah. fast. Yeah, yeah, he's good in the red zone. Oh, yeah. How, how do you defend those guys? Man, I, so personally, I think the best um, coverage defense is having a good pass rush. And that's somewhere where we've been you know, slacking this season. But I think that we've been doing a lot better, judging from the UCF game. If we can get more pressure on that quarterback in the pocket, make him move around a little more. He is a big boy. We're going to need to be, make sure tackles and, and um, make sure that you know, we, we keep the pocket um, around him. But the corner's got to step up, safety's got to step up, and the pass rush has to be just phenomenal, just like a bunch of pack of wild dogs going at him. <laughs> Would you say it'd have to be like a wolf pack? Wow. A one man. I a see one what ma- you did there. A one man. Maybe a group of wolf like a, packs. <laughs> cougar pack. Like a cougar. cougar den. What's yeah? What yeah? What's a group of cougars? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> like a pride of lions. What's the cougar thing? I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Yeah. Like that, right? Right, of, like that. A pack yeah. of cougars. Really, what I need you to do is keep your calm under pressure, like you do when you get pulled over by a cop. Like if if something goes wrong during the game, you just be like, "Look, guys." All yeah. about cinnamon Why, hello, rolls. Mr. Yeah. Fajardo. So, Would you like a cinnamon roll? Something like that. <laughs> Would you like to be thrown into the ground? Uh, would okay. You, do you like a sack? <laughs> <laughs> Michael, great to have you, man. Good Thanks. luck against Nevada. Thank you so much. A couple of things I want to bring up from that interview. One, and cinnamon I quote, rolls. we have recouped since the loss of Taysom, mm-hmm. but we haven't yet from the two losses. We're so hungry. Yeah, if, if that didn't have a lingering effect with them, I would be worried, actually. Mm. It's got to affect you. You're 4-0, you're feeling great, New Year's Day, whatever. For that to not to affect you would be weird. Then you ask And him, how many times has he been pulled over? He said <laughs> yeah, more, than more than two, two hands? hands? What, what in the in world? <laughs> you asked him, do you, do you need to beat Nevada? And he said, I and, need and, it. and again, I quote, I need it. Real we- talk. I need it. We, we need, need it. it. We need to beat Nevada. BYU does. If, if BYU doesn't beat Nevada, it's tough. It's tough. The question they is... Need, it's, a, it's a must win for BYU. The hope of a 9-plus win season. How do the injuries play a factor in Saturday's game? Oh, Who huge. comes back? Huge effect. Does Everyone get healthy. Back? Let's go. Tape up those ankles. Taron Houck is the best hope thus far. He sat out against UCF. BYU needs the starting safety back. That's what they need. Who's in and who's out? The latest injury update after this. This is BYU Sports Nation. This is Mitch Matthews, and you are in BYU Sports Nation. I love that music, is it? I can't believe we got the roots to do that music. You wish. Hey, Mitch, are you going to run the ball? No. And Michael Elisa just tweeted, by the way, five and two is ours for the taking. That's the realistic goal that he set up. Yeah. That Bronco set up in the team meeting. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. I was trying to figure out some joke about uh, getting pulled over there with five and two. I can't do it. I can't figure <laughs> it's, it out. It's a stretch. Spencer Linton and Jerem <laughs> Jordan broadcasting in crystal clear radio vision on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. You can download the show podcast on iTunes or Subscribe to the RSS feed on BYUSportsNation.com if you know what an RSS feed is. That's exactly right. Hey, Friday's Boom Shakalaka 9 Eastern. Also 9 Eastern Saturday, countdown to kickoff, BYU and Nevada. Not to be confused with Nevada. We'll get you ready for the Cougars and the Wolfpack. 
as uh, BYU warms up. You can watch them warm up. We'll get you ready for that as uh, BYU prepares for Nevada. He, big game for BYU. I know we're talking about the back six and all that. I really think BYU's in trouble if they don't win the game. Now, if they win the game, 5-2, and two, now you're in business. You're essentially you're bowl eligible. That's not in question because you'll beat Savannah State. But what can you can get to nine plus wins? To me, that's the target. Get to nine plus. If BYU gets to nine plus, given everything that has happened, that's solid. That's more wins than they had in 2012, eight, 2013, eight. 2013 was a tough schedule, I would say, and that's that's what we're going to talk about this season. When in a couple of years, maybe even in the off season, is it was it is a lost season. Taysom Hill did not stay healthy. BYU did not maximize potential. His junior, however, there will be a senior season for one Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams. Is it a lost season if they can win double-digit games and set themselves up for next year? Great point. If they go 10-plus, now we're talking. If it's 9, it's like, hey, good job with all the injuries. I think that's the message. That would be a huge accomplishment. Yes. Resetting today's trending topics, we talked about the BYU offense. What's the forecast Jerem wants to see ground and pound with Algie Brown and Paul Asike, especially if Jamal Williams doesn't doesn't go. Okay? And that's part of a bigger conversation. The injuries that are now affecting BYU. Will Jamal Williams play? As of yesterday, Bronco Mendenhall said he expects the same team that played against UCF to play against Nevada, meaning the players that were out against UCF, We'll probably be out against Nevada. Shall we review? Let us. You have two season-ending injuries uh, that I can think of off the top of my head. Taysom Hill, Brock Stringham, right guard, who started the first four games at right guard. Jordan Johnson. And, of course, Jordan Johnson added to that in the game, broke his uh, humerus, the uh, upper arm. Then you add into that, Craig Bills got a concussion. We'll see if he goes Saturday against Nevada. Jamal Williams' ankle. Dallin Levitt ankle. Alani Fua ankle. Braden Kersley ankle. Adam Hine ankle. Or did we miss anyone? Is anyone else hurt in BYU Sports Nation? Holy mackerel. I asked Bronco Mendenhall last night uh, about the, the super-duper ankle tape. Yes. What did he say? And he said, that would be great if you can find some for me. Please, let, let me know. Hashtag SEC money. <laughs> Apparently they've got it all. The P5s. Uh, the, the lowly independents can't afford the super-duper ankle tape. The one player that was out. Except for Notre Dame. That, that might play, that good chance, at least from, from what we're hearing, what we can see. Taron Houck, yeah. He returns after kind of a head-neck injury. Nice addition, but not a game, not a game changer. Caught a touchdown against UConn. Had a great, that was a great play. One of the UConn. highlights of the year, really, Absolutely. thus far. What does BYU do against Nevada, given the injuries? Jerem says ground and pound. Algie Brown, Paul Asike. Mitch Matthews says we're not going to change that much. They might chuck it around. Nevada has a terrible pass defense, statistically. But they've played against some really good passing offenses. So is there a regression to the mean there? Like, how much can BYU expect to throw the ball against Nevada? How bad is their pass defense? We will find out. If BYU can't throw it against Nevada, they won't be able to throw it against hardly anyone. What do you expect to see out of the BYU offense on Saturday? Back to the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. At RHS grad 2014, I expect them to finally wake up and look like the BYU of old airing it out. 300-plus passing yards, and they score 49-plus. Too much. Too much. Do you know how many passing yards uh, Christian Stewart has had in uh, two games? 172 and 153. 
Listen, you got to go 200 plus. 300's way too much. Taysom Hill had one 300-yard passing game this season. Christian threw for more yards against Utah State in the one half than he did the entire game against UCF. Yeah. Uh, situational. Different. 49-plus? That would be amazing. I'll, let's go 30-plus. Five touchdowns. Real, realistic standards. Five touchdowns. <laughs> Will BYU oh, throw or pass more against Nevada? That and more as we go more or less next on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Boom shakalaka 2.0 just around the corner. 9 Eastern tomorrow night, live from the Smith House Dunk contest, three-point shootout, skills competition. We're hosting that. You can watch it on BYU TV and watch ESPN. ESPN. Twitter question today. What do you expect to see out of the BYU offense against Nevada on Saturday at Tiankum 86? Offensive play calling that will take advantage of C. Stew's capabilities. Yes. Mid-range passes, misdirection, and draws. Great, great uh, thought there. I love it. Utilize the guy. Let him distribute the ball to the playmakers, and certainly that's what BYU wants to do. Robert and I is going to try and put his quarterback in the best position. Isn't that funny how an offensive coordinator would try and do that for the quarterback? Hmm. That is his job. You know? I know. And BYU needs a gritty performance to do it. Crickets. (laughs) (laughs) Let's not use the word. Yeah, again. Why not? I I don't care. I really don't care. Hashtag fire Spencer, right? Because I said grit. Pick a synonym. Whatever synonym. Uh, (laughs) At Hurst Dwight. If BYUSN doesn't get why gritty is an obscenity to true BYU football fans, (laughs) then the show is doomed as a serious forum. (laughs) So it's, it's, we just can't use the word now? Come on. Come on. Yeah. We're done done with that. You had a bad experience with one person, so you can't say the word? Come on, let's move past the word. Let's go. Let's do something that you like to do, Jeremy. Let's throw out some numbers. Yell at people? Oh. Yep. And yell at people in the same. We can combine it all into one big game. Let's go. More or less on BYU Sports Nation. Here's how it works. We throw out a stat, a number. Jeremy and I decide if we expect to see more or less of the given stat in the given game. I feel like uh, we're in like a car chase in Born Identity or something right now. <laughs> yeah. And it's like cut really tight. We're going through the streets of... Berlin or something. My wife's about to look at me and say, I'm sick from watching this. Did you say that? This movie, yeah. Cloverfield effect. (laughs) Number one. More or less than 200 passing yards for BYU versus Nevada. Mm. I'm going to say more. The Nevada pass defense is not good. 122 out of 125 statistically scored FBS football teams. Christian Stewart will pass for more than 200 yards against Nevada. Fact. I mean, it's not, and it's, I think it's not going to be close. Fact. I don't remember the game being played quite yet. Fact! (laughs) Fact that you think that. I'm going to go more, too. I think, I think that Christian, I think that Stewie passes for more than 200. I don't know how much more, but I hope that there's some kind of balance with BYU's rush game. Hashtag BY Stew, number two. (laughs) Nice. More or less than one carry. For Jamal Williams. Ooh. Really, that, that, that's, that like, is, that's like, is, will he play is he or going not? to play? Question, yeah. Knowing Jamal and the fact that he played last week, he even carried the ball one time against UCF. He he's did ha- have one last week. He's had nine days off. I think Jamal Williams 
has more than one carry. I think he plays and has a role against Nevada. Hard to know if he's going to play or not, but I'm going to go more. I think that Jamal Williams understands his place with BYU, which is now the best player on the team. You could see it in his face before the game. I know he couldn't go because of injury, but he was in the zone before UCF of, okay, I've got to carry this offense. I know it's Christian Stewart as quarterback, but I'm the guy. I think he has 10-plus carries in the game. Number three. Number three. More or less than 2.5 turnovers caused by the BYU defense. I'm going to say less, but Mm. I think they will create a couple of turnovers. So two. Less by by a hair. But I think the BYU defense will do enough against Cody Fajardo, and that's the one thing that he's been a little bit iffy on is he has a tendency to turn the ball over. Through three picks in the first half against Boise State. He's a really good dual-threat quarterback that can make explosive plays, but he gets a little greedy sometimes, and so I think BYU creates two turnovers against uh, the Nevada offense. I'll go more. I think the BYU defense brings it, and like last week, forces... Several turnovers. What did BYU have last week? Four? Four. They won the turnover battle. That's why they were in the game. Yes. They were good, and I think BYU brings it again. And I think that's the difference in the BYU defense is that they start to create more turnovers. Number four. More or less passing attempts or rushing attempts by the BYU offense. Christian Stewart threw 37 passes last week against UCF. I'm going to say the pass offense is more dominant than the rushing offense. Really? Against Nevada. Okay. It will be close. It will be close to 50-50, but I, I'm going to sway it in favor of just a pass two of, or two more than BYU has rushes on, on the day. Yeah. Uh, more or less, I go rushing attempts on that. I think BYU, I think Mitch Matthews lied to me, <laughs> and I think that it's going to be more rushing attempts. No, he, he means change the offense. I think BYU leans on the run. Number five, and perhaps the most important. More or less than 92.2 penalty yards against BYU versus Nevada. (laughs) Please, less. That's how many BYU averages, by the way. I am pleading for less. BYU is, (laughs) let me, let me, hold on. Let me consult the information here. BYU's uh, 123rd in the country in uh, penalty yards per game. Wait, with the blue goggles on, they're still 123rd? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yikes. The blue goggles cannot shield everything. (laughs) They're only two teams worse in penalty yards per game than BYU. Again, that's like Nevada's pass defense. What would you rather have, more penalties per game or bad pass defense? Oh, man. Me, penalties. Yeah, you can still win with penalties. BYU proved that through the first four games. Yes. They also had Taysom Hill. I plead plead that there's less than 92.2 penalty yards, which is the average. So if you go 91, fantastic. It's an improvement. I'll go less because if BYU can't cut it under 90 consistently, they got real issues. (laughs) Like, that's an honor code violation. Go over 100 (laughs) penalty yards per game. It is. You will all be suspended for the next game. It's not getting crazy. A major league rise and shout on what you expect from the BYU offense on Saturday. That's next. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Welcome back. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan about to wrap up a Thursday edition of the show. Jerem, I want to read a tweet to begin. Is that okay? I just saw that tweet as well. This is a good tweet. At Kent underscore in underscore Utah. Gritty is an obscenity to faint-hearted fans who turn against the team, players, and coaches when things go badly. Hashtag go Riley. I was with you until the hashtag go Riley. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I liked Riley Nelson. I, I got to know Riley Nelson, and uh, you know what? Was he the best fit for quarterback at BYU? You decide, whatever. But 
Yeah, True Grit, the movie, I thought that was good with John Wayne. I thought it was good with Jeff Bridges. I mean, that's kind of where what we're talking about is, look, times get hard. You have a bunch of injuries. How are you going to respond? That's what we're talking about. Can you still make it a successful season? BYU still has that opportunity, which is what was pointed out by Michael Olisa. Now, when that's over, and we can start to complain about, you know, how the season didn't go that way or whatever, whatever. The Complaining never did anyone any good, Exactly. Though. It doesn't make the situation any better for anybody. No situation is so bad that complaining about it won't make it worse. Hey, let's call, okay? it, let's call it like it is right now. BYU's 4-2. There's no Taysom Hill. They still have a chance to win nine-plus games. They let's, still have a chance. Let's chan- go. Yeah. Let's go. Bronco Mendenhall, by the let's way. Let's go. One of our future guests. Skylar Halford as well. Both tomorrow as we get ready for BYU-Nevada on Saturday. And boom, shakalaka on Friday night, live on BYU and watch ESPN.com. Today's- if you have a word that you want Spencer to say during Boom Shakalaka, go ahead and tweet that in. We'll, we'll take those tomorrow as Wait, well. I thought you were hosting it, Jerem. Aren't, aren't, we're both hosting aren't, it, Aren't dude. I just there to, like, You're there to look pretty. I'll do, the, I'll do the work. Whatever, man. Okay. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. And it goes to the Kansas City Royals yeah. at the Real J Guts. Jeremy Guthrie, former BYU pitcher, now headed to the Fall Classic. They await either the Giants or the Cardinals. Go Royals, either way. Go Mariners, either way. At T20man, Tim Twentyman of uh, DetroitLions.com, Jim Caldwell said Kyle Van Noy looked good in his first practice yesterday. Boom! Get KVN on the field. You almost forget, like, oh, yeah, he's with the Lions because he hasn't played the uh, first half of the season. Ziggy and Kyle on the field together in a real NFL game. That will happen this season. Our Twitter question today, what do you expect to see from the BYU offense, back to the Twitter machine. You got tweets. At Dilly Dally. I expect to see the tight ends make several catches and two touchdowns. Okay, so Devin Mahina and Devin Mahina. <laughs> Who are the other? Matt Taren Taren Houck is like a wide receiver, Samson. like a, yeah. a hybrid tight end wide receiver. At Hurst Dwight, he responds, the word gritty is important because it represents a flawed mindset by BYU's head coach that goes way beyond one bad QB. I Listen, would, BYU's got a bad situation. They're going to do the best they can with it. I was and not get, here for that either, whole grit thing. Either get on or get off. Thanks to Michael, Lisa, and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. The show on demand on BYUSportsNation.com and on BYUTV.org, rather, slash DVR. For Jerem, I'm Spencer. Shout out to number 97, Darren Yancey. Back to work tomorrow.